Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877-646-5347. Today is December 15th, 2022, and our first story. David DePap, Paul Pelosi's attacker, may have been a sex slave, claims his son, who then says he was hardly a right-wing conservative. Yeah, I don't know if I buy it, but the story is getting crazier by the day. In our next story, Elon Musk posts a video of the man he says attacked his family. New information comes to light as to why he banned the Elon Jet account. And in our last story, surprisingly our last story, it's about Trump. He released his major announcement, Trump NFTs. I kid you not, he's getting ridiculed by basically everybody. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The story of Nancy Pelosi's husband, having been attacked, is getting crazier, my friends, and you're going to love it. We are going to dive into a deranged world of conspiracies, psyops, and yes, Gamergate. I'm not kidding. The New York Times has published a quote where the guy is apparently saying that he was radicalized by Gamergate. Yo, it's been almost 10 years, and these people just won't drop it. But here's where it gets crazy. David DePap, you may have heard the name, accused of striking Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head with a hammer. And the story changed and was very strange. Who answered the door? Why were they both there? A reporter from, I think it was the Today Show, actually is on leave because he accurately reported that when the police came to the door, Paul Pelosi calmly answered and then turned and walked back to his alleged assailant. And then a fight happened. Doesn't make sense. The latest story is that DePap's son, says, quote, for all we know, he was some sort of sex slave. What? (laughs) Okay, I don't I don't believe that. I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me that Paul Pelosi had a secret slave in the house. But you're also not going to convince me of this psyop nonsense where this guy who is a Green Party leftist all of a sudden becomes a Trump supporter and wants to go after Tom Hanks. That's what they're claiming. Okay, you know what? I'll tell you what I think is the most likely scenario. Something crazy happened. DePap is clearly out of his mind. 
his kids. They say, here's what we think about his politics. He's hardly a right wing conservative, probably right about that, probably speculating on some other things. The truth is always closer to the middle, but we don't know for sure. I think David DePat may have been doing some business with Pelosi. I don't think it was likely some, you know, well, how do you describe this one as a guy? Gigolo kind of thing? I don't know. Maybe drugs. Maybe that's why they want to cover it up. Maybe the police made a mistake. Maybe something bad happened. They don't want the, the press to know about it. They don't want the public to know about it. That I can, I can believe. And it may just be that DePap is in court saying crazy things because he is a crazy, crazy person. I think that's, that, that's possible. I think it's probable. But for the time being, we have wild theories, and I can't discount them. Right now, the big issue that they're talking about with Elon Musk is violence, violent rhetoric, incitement to violence. And Elon Musk himself is not even free of, of, of any guilt. Elon Musk suspended Kanye West, yay, because he posted this symbol of some religion called realism, which looks like a swastika in A Star of David. And Elon Musk said, well, he was inciting violence. You see, that's the name of the game. All of these activist groups are coming out and saying these people are radicalized. That's why it's happening. And lo, we have now Bill Maher coming out in an interview and saying this could lead to a civil war. Bill, really? You're the guy who not even that long ago said it couldn't happen because we're all mixed together. And now he's coming around saying again, just this past weekend, I believe, that he thinks it could lead us to a civil war. Okay, call it whatever you want. I think there is something dark happening when, for whatever reason, you have this story. Here's what I'll tell you. If the kid of this guy, DePap, is coming out saying he may have been some kind of sex slave, doesn't matter if you think it's true or not, and I say it for everything, there will be people who believe it. There will be people commenting in the description below, right? Not in the description, commenting on this video saying, Tim, it's obvious he was. And I'm going to say, I don't know. You can believe whatever you want. But the leftists will come out and say, there's no way it's possible. The right will be like, dude, I've seen some crazy things. The Epstein Island stuff turned out to be real. And neither side will agree. No matter what you do, you will not be able to convince the demoralized people <clears throat> that black is black and white is white. So all that matters. The story makes no sense any way you cut it. The story in the court hearing, you know, he wanted to go after <clears throat> Tom Hanks. I don't see how that a gamer gates. Come on. You're not going to convince me, man. Sorry. I, I will tell you this. Believe whatever you want. I'm just going to read you the news. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member in order to support our work directly. As a member, you get access to exclusive members only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast, Cast Castle Vlog. We are working diligently every day and night to expand this operation and influence culture. We're trying our best. We are not the biggest, we are not the best, but we are working very, very hard. The one thing I can guarantee you is that while we may be decently good at what we do in some areas and bad at others, we will persevere and we will work our fingers to the bone. With your support, that work, in my opinion, is the only thing that matters. We'll get better at what we do, we will do it better, and we will succeed. Click that Join Us button and you'll also get to see my good friend, Mr. Bocus. He is very sick. And I want to give everyone a special thank you yesterday who commented positive things in my final tribute to Mr. Bocus. He seems to be doing OK. He's eating a lot. We've been giving him IV fluids. Hopefully he uh, he, he makes it a bit longer, but he is he is clearly sick. So when you become a member, you can see all of our good friends and talent. There's a lot more people who work here at TimCast, but these are a lot of the forward facing individuals. You can see Roberto Jr. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Let's get into this story. Exclusive for the Daily Mail. 
For all we know, he was some sort of sex slave. Son of Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker says his father is not evil, believes in human rights, and is hardly a right-wing conservative. Ah, here we go. The man accused of breaking into the House of Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home and battering her elderly husband with a hammer has suffered a traumatic life full of abuse, his son has told the DailyMail.com exclusively. You know, I'm not too interested in sympathizing or empathizing with his life of abuse. I, I have no problem pointing it out and saying we should do better in our society. But look, when you're dealing with a violent assailant, I don't think we need to come out and say, oh, this poor man. I don't think it's fair to say, like, here's how he may have gotten to this point. Sure. Quote, there is almost no person on this planet that has gone through so much suffering. Nebesvad Sky Gonzalez said, if you look into his eyes, you can see he's such a sad person. He isn't a danger to society. I don't even know if he even attacked Mr. Pelosi. For all that we know, he was some sort of sex slave, as Elon Musk pointed out. No. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This was the story in October. Elon Musk deletes conspiratorial tweet to Hillary Clinton, suggesting Paul Pelosi's attacker was gay prostitute. Fake news site behind story once claimed Hillary died and was replaced by body double in 2016. Okay, look, the Epstein stuff, that's real. Epstein got caught. Maxwell is in jail. Where's the client list? Don't come to me and tell me these conspiracies are, are too far-fetched. It's entirely possible that some of this weird stuff may be I'm just going to go ahead and say, I doubt it. There's weird stuff. But you know what I think? A lot of people want to talk about trafficking, you know, pizza stuff. And I'm like, guys, let's start with the simple hypothesis. Drugs. What do I think DePat may have been doing in the middle of the night with Paul Pelosi if it wasn't a break-in? They said the glass is on the outside. Paul Pelosi answered the door for the cops, calmly walked over to this guy. Here's what I think. Drug deal, man. That's it. Why don't they want you to know the full details? Because Paul Pelosi was buying drugs. Dude, everybody does drugs, basically. Okay, everybody. I obviously, not literally everybody. I don't do it. I'm not a fan of that stuff. I don't even have tattoos, no piercings. What a boring guy, right? But most people, in some way, they're doing something. And if you came to me and said, hey, Paul and Nancy Pelosi do crazy drugs, I'd be like, sure, I guess. I'd believe it. Yo, people think Ian on Timcast IRL is doing drugs like crazy. He's not. But people can believe it. Here we go. DePap, 42, is due in court in San Francisco Wednesday for an arraignment on state charges, including attempted murder, first degree residential burglary, elderly abuse, assault with a deadly weapon, et cetera, et cetera. So he's actually been in court already, and we'll get to those updates. Here's his, uh, his son. On the eve of the state hearing, his older son came to his defense. Quote, he often told us he was raised in an abusive home and would be physically abused by his grandparents. He said DePap, 42, told him, told him and his brother, Daniel, now 17, that his parents had pawned him off to his grandparents who were physically abusive. OK, I'm not going to go through his whole life, but I want to get to the issue of his politics. He says, I'm surprised about the whole thing. There is still a lot of info that doesn't that hasn't been given to the public. I have no clue what happened or how it happened. There are more questions than answers right now. Do we even know what really happened? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that statement. We don't know. The police have changed their story. The press doesn't have, an, have a grip on what's going on. I'm not a fan of any of the conspiracy theories. I can just say that. We don't know. That's what the court case is for. Now, I'm sure all the weirdos in leftist media are going to twist my words, but I'd like to see the evidence. They say that they were given the name Gonzalez as a tribute to a Mexican family who saved their mother's life. Gonzalez said when they were younger, his father took them to the park and he has fond me memories of his upbringing with the pap. He tried to be the best father he could be. 
He said he tried to set up a jailhouse visit with his father, but so far not successful. He also debunked the idea that the attack was politically motivated. Quote, my father had a lot of political views and told me about a lot of different things, but he didn't subscribe to either political party, Democrat or Republican. Perhaps the two parties are just covers and colors, his son said. What matters are the policies of each individual person. Each individual person is a unique, is unique and isn't and it isn't about right or left. Gonzalez said he believed his father was a member of the Green Party. I'm pretty sure we know that we've checked that that's true. He said my father had progressive views. He believed in human rights, equality and justice. He was against the war. He was a peace activist, hardly a right wing conservative, as he's been branded. Gonzalez said it's been several years since he's seen about. One day, my father got into a fight with my mother and she kicked him out. And then we lost contact with him. He described DePap as the fun parent, but admitted he contributed very little financially. The only job he has had for as long as his son can remember is making bracelets, which provided little or no money for his family. Instead, he left the job as the breadwinner of the family to the mother, Tob, who is currently locked up at the California Institution for Women in Chino, California, for the attempted abduction of a 14-year-old boy. Yikes, man. Shortly after the attack, Taub told ABC 30 her former partner was mentally ill. Easiest explanation, in my opinion. That's just it. Easiest explanation. It's not political. It's a crazy guy. From the New York Times, video footage of attack on Paul Pelosi shown at San Francisco hearing. David DePap, the man accused of bludgeoning uh, Pelosi, told the, poli- told the police that he also had Newsom and Tom Hanks on his target list. Okay. Clearly, he's crazy. Now, they didn't post the video, so sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt. The New York Times says, It was as quick as it was brutal, captured in just a few seconds, of grainy video from a police body camera. Arriving at the home of Pelosi, two officers find an intruder uh, and Paul standing calmly, each with a hammer, with a hand on a hammer. The police demand they drop. Just then the video shows the intruder takes control, wields the weapon over his head and slams it with full force. Mr. Pelosi was faced on the ground, a pool of blood by his head. The suspect in the case, David DePap, dressed in an orange jail clothes, his hair long and scraggly, sat quietly next to his attorney during the hearing. Prosecutors presented the fullest account to date of what they say happened during the attack. DePap said in a police interview hours after the attack that he had other targets, including Newsom and Tom Hanks, Hunter Biden, and the feminist writer and anthropologist Gail Rubin, according to his testimony. Prosecutors during the hearing also played an audio recording of the interview that DePap gave to police. In it, he admitted to busting into the Pelosi home in the upscale Pacific Heights neighborhood through the back door on a mission to capture the House Speaker, interrogate her and break her kneecaps if she lied to him. You see, a lot of people don't want to believe it. It's entirely plausible. The dude is clearly crazy. I don't think he was being held by a slave. I don't. And and, and even if like this dude has every reason to claim that he was. Okay, if he really believed that Pelosi was this evil, he could have just been like, yep, I was captured and they did these things. He's, he's not saying that you can come to me and you can offer up any solution. But my own, my only real turn here is this guy seems to be out of his mind. Could he have attacked and done all these things? Absolutely. That seems to be the simple solution. Much as people don't want to believe it. I certainly will question the official narrative because the police kept changing their story. The simple solution still remains. Dude probably just broke in and attacked him because he's a nut job. Miss Pelosi though, was in Washington. Instead, they found Mr. DePap armed with a hammer carrying zip ties. Uh, he found Mr. Pelosi asleep in his bed. The attack came 11 days before the midterms. Hmm, really interesting. Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy as he confronted her? Miss Pelosi herself had been the subject of attacks by right-wing officials, blah, blah, blah. 
The purpose of the Wednesday preliminary hearing was for a judge to weigh the evidence against Mr. DePap and determine whether it was sufficient to move forward to a trial. And if so, on what charges? Judge Stephen Murphy of San Francisco Superior Court ruled there was enough evidence for the case to go ahead. The body camera footage showed the moment when Mr. DePap took control of the hammer and lunged at Mr. Pelosi, striking him once really hard. I want to stress that. I really doubt they would lie about body camera footage. They're not releasing it. They're making a statement. I really doubt they would lie about it. Now, hold on. I'll put it this way. There is a possibility they are lying about it. Unless I see it, I don't know. Sorry. Where I will lean is people probably saw it. It's probably as they described. As much as I love to rag on the New York Times, I really doubt they would lie about something so provable. You know what I mean? Like if they came out and said we saw the footage and it showed this and then a week later the video footage showed something totally opposite. Yeah, that would be detrimental to a great degree. That being said, far be it from me to defend the New York Times who produce a whole bunch of garbage. So until I see the footage, I reserve judgment. I'm just saying, hey, look, guys, Occam's razor, right? Really hard, Mr. Cagney said when asked by a prosecutor to describe the force of the hammer attack. The hearing began with prosecutors playing a recording of a call Mr. Pelosi made to 911. During the call, Mr. Pelosi speaks calmly, but emphatically, seemingly trying to convey to the operator that he's in danger without alarming the intruder threatening his life. You see, that's what I had said before, right? He said on the call, a gentleman was here waiting for my wife to come back. Uh, the name is David. He apparently said that he knew the guy. Or he was friends with the guy, but they did, he didn't know him. And a lot of people were like, what does that mean? How could he be friends with the guy? I'm like, dude, someone broke into my house and they were crazy. Do you think I'm going to scream at them? You know, obscenities. Do you think I'm going to yell, help, help? There's a crazy guy trying to kill me. No, I'm going to try and talk him down. I'm going to be like, hey, man, you know, feel free to hang out. Have a seat. Let's talk. Let me, let me know what you need. And I'd call and I'd say, so, so who are you and how'd you get in here? Oh, I see. Well, you know, you can't just come in like that. But I, but I will I will talk to you about this. Like I would do the same thing. In a news conference after the hearing, Brooke Jenkins, San Francisco DA, said the case reflected the toxic environment that we're living in. Not only that we can't engage in civil discourse with respect to our political differences, she continued, but that people believe it is OK to enact acts of violence against our political leadership for simply taking a position that is not in accordance with what that person believes. Hey, I agree with that. But until you go out and go after Antifa, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't care what I don't care. You can say all this stuff, but it's because it's Pelosi who was attacked. When Antifa went around, they actually stabbed a guy in the Bay Area or something like that a while ago. You got to call that out. You got to stop it. Mr. Pelosi spent six days in the hospital where he underwent surgery for a skull fracture. Look, man, I hope he's OK. I don't like the guy. I think there's something weird about that accident. He got into the DUI There's somebody else in the car. Yo, what's going on? I think he's buying drugs, man. You know, a lot of people think it's a gay prostitute thing. Here's what I think. I think the gay prostitute narrative is political. I think that people on the right understanding the power of these kinds of things crafted the narrative because it is very, very bad for the Pelosi's. It is. It's very bad. If the the story was that Mr. Pelosi, that Paul Pelosi was hooking up with some dude or had a sex slave, it would be very bad. And we saw what happened with that, that Democrat donor in, in, I think it was L.A. We saw what happened with that dude in Florida. Was it Gillum or whatever? Yikes. This freaks people out. However, I see that story and I say, guys, unless I see hard evidence, I'm not just going to believe that. It is effective in terms of a political attack, however, because people will believe it. Do what you got to do, I guess. I'm going to call it like I see it. I think there is a strong possibility this was drugs. 
Now, why would DePap not just come out and say that? There's, there's equal, uh, like, it's also likely that it was an attack. That's just the reality, man. You can, you can make arguments to justify why, or why it was or wasn't. It may be that they threatened him and said, look, we know you got kids. Just say this. Fine. I'm not going to take the crazy guy's word for it, anybody's word for it. You know what I mean? Here we go. Here we go. How did it come to be? In recent years, though, the many hours he spent online playing video games appeared to be his gateway to the virulent right wing conspiracy theories that have proliferated, blah, blah, blah. He said it was Gamergate. Oh, no. Quote, how did I get into all this? He wrote Gamergate. It was Gamergate. No one would ever say that. That right there is the biggest red flag. It is a gigantic red flag flying in the air with a sickle and a hammer on it. Okay. Even if someone was was introduced to this by Gamergate, the likelihood they come out and say Gamergate is what radicalized me. That is what the left says. That is what the woke journalists say. Like Carl Benjamin, of all people, was heavily involved in all this stuff. He's not going to come out and be like, well, I'm only here because of Gamergate. He's going to be like, well, I I can't speak for Carl, but the average person is going to say there was a clear shift happening in the media landscape. We are tired of the lies. They're not going to say Gamergate. It's like a buzzword that means nothing. And they go on to mention his story. K, call it Gamergate. Here's the news. Let's read some more. Paul Pelosi, Pelosi attack suspect David DePap allegedly cited evil in Washington in, uh, in a hammer displayed to judge. Allegedly cited evil in Washington, hammer displayed to judge. DePap's preliminary hearing will determine if the attack uh, uh, state case advances to trial. Apparently it will be because they're saying that he, he is going to stand trial. Uh, CNN reports that Paul Pelosi's attacker planned to target Hunter Biden, Gavin Newsom and Tom Hanks, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. All right. Look, there's a lot of weird stuff in the world. The Epstein stuff turned out to be true. If you come to me and say you think this guy was a gay prostitute or a sex slave, I'd be like, well, you know, the Epstein stuff was true. But you're still going to have to give me evidence. Just because Alex Jones was very much right about Epstein and the FBI was protecting this guy, basically, doesn't mean that other conspiracy theories are also true. It does, however, mean I ain't going to trust the mainstream media. And uh, I'd like to just figure this one out on my own. Of course, the leftists, the media machine, the narrative will come out and say, you know, they did. We, we talked about this on IRL and we were talking about how we just don't know. We just don't know. And then they claimed that we were pushing the conspiracy theories. And it's like, unless you come out and say definitively that you agree with the official narrative, then you are pushing conspiracies. Oh, shut up. OK, doubt is allowed. And I don't trust you. And I don't care what you think. So the question then becomes, where are we going? Well, a story that I covered, because it involves me as the number one person on Media Matters list, is from TechCrunch. Anti-LGBTQ slur takes off on Twitter after Elon Musk's takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the game they're playing. Groomer. Well, I'll say it again, and I'll say it every single time. Why? Because you all who pay attention know. Groomer does not mean LGBTQ. I have many good friends who are LGBTQ, some of my best friends, and they're not groomers. So strange, you know, um, Blair White on the list. Blair White's a trans person. Blair White's not calling herself a groomer. I got no problem using the preferred pronouns of Blair White either, because I am not a staunch conservative. I am not uh, in complete agreement with people like Ben Shapiro, but we do agree on freedom and debate 
and ideas. And so that's why I've always said I'm more of a you know liberal, because I got no problem saying Blair White, she, her, and all that stuff. So why are they lying? Well, I don't know. I think they want violence or something like that. They want people to attack us. It's stochastic terrorism. You know, people are threatening my life over this. I've never said the LGBTQ community are groomers. I said groomers are groomers. And I said, actually, there are more straight white male groomers than LGBTQ groomers. But groomers comes in all, shape and, all shapes and sizes. Lies. But this, the reason I highlight this is uh, they're not wrong when they say that online rhetoric, you know, is pushing us towards violence. It's otherism. I got, a, I got an angry phone call from a guy who asked me why I was calling LGBTQ people groomers. I, I, I said I wasn't. I said that literally never did that. In fact, every single video I've ever made in the matter is explicit when I say groomer does not refer to LGBTQ people. And I've never used it as such. There are men out there who are straight white men, and probably most of the groomers are, who find young women and then try and convince them to do something like modeling, like I mentioned yesterday. It's just a modeling. Take a picture and then slowly groom them into doing sex work. That's grooming. There are some people that are dancing naked in front of children or ripping their clothes off in front of children. They're groomers. Then you've got gays against groomers literally on the list who are LGBTQ and are not attacking the LGBTQ community. Media Matters is trying to make you think that all LGBTQ people are pedophiles. It's a very strange thing. But I do think it leads to an increase in violence because we've, we've been getting tons of death threats. We got swatted recently. And uh, it's because of these stories, the stochastic terrorism of Media Matters. Because I'll tell you this, they accuse me and Posobiec, James Lindsay, Jake Shields, even Blair White and the Babylon Bee of using a slur which incites violence, despite the fact that I have repeatedly said no violence, please, please, no violence. Despite the fact that I've said groomer doesn't mean LGBTQ, right? It's, the, it's because they're projecting. They are doing exactly what they accuse other people of doing, trying to attack us, accuse us of, of bigotry so that violent psychopaths attack us. And so here we are. Bill Maher says domestic terrorism can lead to civil war because some Americans think their ish don't stink. Now, this is really amazing because Bill Maher said a few years ago, there can't be a civil war. And he finally came around. Bill Maher believes the tribal mentality of hate of the other that is festering in this country very possibly could lead to civil war. Yeah, I agree with him. Everything that they say can't happen here. Of course it can. The comedian said on his club random podcast. I would love to talk to Bill Maher in, in a cultural setting, not political setting. Um, I just don't think I'm going to fly to L.A. and I don't think that he'd want to fly out here. So would be nice, but not likely. There, there, some people have reached out and said, you know, we could set this up. And I was like, I don't know. Quote, they used to say terrorism couldn't happen here. And then it happened here. We're not exempt. Americans, they think their ish don't stink. And they think that somehow they, they somehow live in this gilded cage where the stuff that other countries endure well, we'll endure it too. And that could include authoritarianism. On this week's episode of Club Random, Maher invited evolutionary biologist and critic of creationism Richard Dawkins to discuss science, COVID, vaccinations, and such. But the conversation veered a little off track and led to state of the country and, uh, and led to state of the country and social behaviors of those in it. Well, my understanding is that Club Random isn't an overtly pop political show like, like real time is. So he says... There is there is much talk about a second civil war and there's lots of people rooting for it. There are many people who think that we are so divided and they hate the other side. The term that both sides use one against the other. But the one thing they have in common, Mar said, is that it has become an existential threat, one in which you can absolutely imagine a civil war as part of it. Sure. Let me tell you, my friends, 
you have constitutional Republicans. I do not. I'm not, I'm not talking about the GOP. Constitutional Republicanism is what you and I probably believe in. A republic where you have smaller jurisdictions that send representatives to a larger jurisdiction. You get it. County, city, state, federal, blah, blah, blah. A constitution that governs the government. And then you have the multicultural democracy. They believe it's the will of the mob. They believe the constitution is archaic and they seek to subvert this country. They cannot coexist. Eventually, either one dies or they both go hot and start beating the crap out of each other. I think it's an entire it's entirely possible that we get to that and may already be in the preliminary stages. He says, quote, well, actually, let me read this. The Civil War of the 1860s was also known as the war between the states. Quote, if they captured Washington, they'd win the war. And if we captured the southern capital, we would, as Mar put it. But the tension between the left and the right nowadays has no boundaries. That might make some think a modern war would not be possible. But Mar said it is still feasible, but with blurred lines. Bill, I'm not a Civil War expert, but the South could have taken D.C., I believe, at the first Battle of Bull Run. I've read a few academic papers. I've watched a few documentaries. I've been doing a bit more research over the past several months about the Civil War. And I read about how the South repelled a oh, camera just blurred out. I read about how the South repelled the North, but then stopped and said, we don't want to go into D.C. They didn't want to go into D.C. because they did not want to be aggressors. They wanted to be left alone. I'm not a fan of the South. I'm not a fan of war. They could have taken D.C. They didn't. Later on in the war, they probably realized they needed to because the North wasn't stopping. And then eventually the South did invade the North, going up through uh, Maryland into Gettysburg and, and, and things of that nature. And there's a lot more that I haven't talked about. But I'm not going to condense the Civil War into a, a minute. But he says, we're all marbled together now. There's four million Trump voters in California, the bluest state in the country. So we can't have a so we can't have a battle there. But could you have a battle as many countries have with the, within the armed forces? Absolutely, you could. You could have factions. Trump has factions in police, the FBI. That's what you find out when the ish hits the fan. And we've seen it play out in many other countries. He's right. Yeah, Matt Taibbi wrote about the um, arrest that man moment where two different high ranking individuals from law enforcement are speeding full speed and they get to the police station and they both jump out and yell to the chief, arrest that man at each other. And then that chief has to say, yeah, you're nay. Who will be arrested? I don't know, maybe arrest them both and says, I'm in charge now. But it's possible. But uh, Bill would, do, would be wise to start doing the research. I have moderately informed opinions on the matter. I don't know enough of the Civil War to have very, very strong opinions. What I have is current knowledge on news stories going back a decade or, or so, decade and a half. And I have a, a, cursory, a cursory information on the Civil War. Plus, living here, I hear the opinions of those who live here. I'm at, we're, we're in the Harper's Ferry area, a very big Civil War area. And so that, that shapes my views and opinions. But there are many people who know so much more about the Civil War and also as much about news that know better than I. That's why I'm, I'm not going to come out here and just say I know everything. I'm only going to say it would be better for you, Bill, to learn as much as you can, because even I, knowing a little bit more than you, don't know enough to form the, uh, a very, very accurate prediction. You know, I get things wrong, too. But looking at the story, looking at the pap, looking at everything that's going on, you know, it's entirely possible this dude got radicalized on the Internet and went to attack somebody. That's it. It's entirely possible that people are looking at what the Pelosi's are doing. I mean, come on, man. Paul Pelosi's making all this money. Nancy Pelosi's got insider information on stocks. There's the Pelosi uh, stock tracker. A lot of people view her as deeply corrupt. I don't know what they're doing on stocks, but a lot of people accuse them of this, right? 
you're going to get angry people who just say enough because she's been in she's been in office for decades. And, and where's any accountability? None. Nowhere. So how long do you think this can really be held together? Law enforcement, in my opinion, eventually will will break down or something because the, I, I, I think it already has with the swattings of Marjorie Taylor Greene, with the swattings of us and the inability of federal law enforcement and the and the will to do anything about it. It ain't there. They'll arrest pro-lifers. They won't arrest the people out in front of the Supreme Court justices homes. So I think law enforcement is breaking down. You know, people asked me as we're dealing with major security threats here at Timcast HQ, they're like, why isn't law enforcement doing anything about it? Why haven't they contacted us? Why haven't they asked us anything? And I'm like, because we're in a civil war. I mean, it's just that simple. Because they're actively going after January 6th people and pro-lifers, and they don't care that people are trying to kill us. Because they are the multicultural democracy. They are NATO. They are U.S. interventionist expansionist powers. We? We're American constitutional republicanists. We believe in secure borders, manufacturing here at home. They believe in widespread internationalism. And they believe in ruling it through a mob. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I think a constitutional republic is a great way to do it. I think the founding fathers created the greatest nation in the history of the planet. And boy, did they get some things wrong. A lot. I mean, slavery, obviously. But they got some things wrong. The Second Amendment was not worded as good as it should have been. You know, here's what you do. Convention of States, Second Amendment will be written as such. Every, everyone in this country is allowed to carry a weapon in any way they see fit for any reason and cannot be arrested or criminally charged for possession of any kind of firearm. I think I covered it, right? Or firearm accessory. And then it will say, see addendum. And the addendum will be a 300 page explanation over, over how you can have a silencer. You can have any new development, any old development. You get my point. The founding fathers fully intended for you to have warships. Privateers and Corsairs existed. But these days, we have culturally decided you can't. If the Constitution says it, it must be upheld. It is being eroded. You should be able to commit crimes against people. Okay, you know, you can't hurt people, but you can keep in bare arms to protect yourself. Anyway, I digress. It's getting crazy out there, my friends. Maybe Depap was a sex slave, says his son. I'm not so sure. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. There's a new rule on Twitter. You can't post someone's real-time information. Elon Musk posted this video of a man wearing a mask and gloves who apparently was stalking his family, jumped on the hood of, uh, of his family's car with his son and I believe other children in the vehicle. This is the, the man in question. You can't really see much from it. Now, in this video, they actually posted the license plate I personally think that goes uh, into doxing territory. If somebody, I'll put it this way. I, I understand this guy attacked Elon Musk's family 100%. He should be brought to just, justice, and I can agree with that. But I, I do have to say, we got to be careful about how we move forward with doxing rules because I wouldn't want someone posting my license plate. Granted, very different circumstances, and this is why we have judges, right? 
A judge interprets the law. The law may say, hey, you can't accost somebody. And then someone will be like, well, they got within two feet of my personal space. And a judge might be like, chill out. You weren't accosted. Calm down, leave. Some other judges might actually say, no, 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 you can't do that. Actually, in some jurisdictions like Illinois, getting right up in someone's face is assault. No joke. Uh, And battery is making contact or some kind of contact that humiliates. In New York, I was told by police that if someone actually physically hits you and you can't prove any physical damage, there's no assault. No joke. So my point is just this. You know, as we get into the philosophical debate here and and, and into the story itself, we got to be careful about how we interpret the rules. And maybe the answer is you need judges. If someone physically attacks your family and you're trying to collect evidence to bring them to justice, maybe it's okay to show the license plate. However, the other issue is I don't know who this guy is and I don't see anything in the video other than them just filming his face. What's going to end up happening is they're going to film my license plate and be like, this guy attacked us. But here's the story. Last night, you may have heard the news. Elon Musk banned the Elon Jet account. More details have developed, breaking down exactly what happened and setting a fire in the media about Elon Musk and the rules and everything like that. And I think there's some uh, apt criticism for Elon Musk, but I do think Elon Musk's leadership under Twitter has been an overwhelming net positive. Let's read. Elon says, any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location info. Posting locations someone traveled to on a slightly delayed basis isn't a safety problem, so it's okay. Last night, a car carrying Lil X in LA was followed by a crazy stalker, thinking it was me, who later blocked the car from moving and climbed onto the hood. Legal action is being taken against Sweeney and organizations who supported harm to my family. Sweeney, Jack Sweeney, you can see he's trending, is the individual who created a bot account to just publish the real-time location info of Elon's jet, which ultimately brought a stalker to his car. That I completely understand why they, it should be banned. So the problem here with this rule is it needs to be much, much, uh, it needs to be better defined. Posting any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended. Now, now hold on. I understand real-time trackers, bot accounts, but what about TMZ? You know, see, here's the thing. Everybody likes, everybody who likes Elon is giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to do that. The leftists like Jack Dorsey and Vijagade, and they gave them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, they're just trying to deal with hate speech and all that stuff. So sometimes they make mistakes. What I'm saying is this. I think Elon is right to take down the Elon Jet account. It's a bot stalker. But he's got to clearly define the rules and set parameters because real-time location info. So when Ye was boarding the plane and the, and the paparazzi were filming him, that was revealing his location that could have put him in harm's way. And a bunch of people started responding saying, Tim, it's not a real-time tracker. Pay attention. And I'm like, that's not what he said. He said, anyone doxing real-time location info. Okay, so you can argue that real-time refers to some kind of automated system or whatever, but he didn't say that. I'm just saying this needs to be defined. And I will also point out, as much as I like what Elon Musk has done so far with Twitter, tons of major net positives across the board, yo, I am not going to sit here and just pretend that it's all good always. The dude did not bring Alex Jones back. And Alex Jones, I don't even think broke any rules. He yelled at Oliver Darcy. He said he made a video where he said battle rifles, metaphors, and what? Public criticism of a high profile personality. 
Now, I think it was rude, I suppose, of Alex Jones to scream and to yell in Oliver Dar- uh, yell at Oliver Darcy and call him names. But I don't see it breaking any rules. They banned him for that. And Elon says, I'm not going to bring back Alex Jones. OK, a lot of people are happy with that. They don't want Alex Jones on the platform. I get it. But tell me the rule that was broken. Otherwise, the only thing we have right now is we operate under the whims of billionaires. Now, let's be real. That's reality. That's the reality that we live in. And we can pretend that we have something different. No, we don't. So I'll take King Elon over King Dorsey or, or the um, Viceroy Vijagade. I don't like I don't I don't like what they were doing. Elon's doing way better. If we're going to have a billionaire setting uh, setting rules, Elon is substantially better. And I completely understand the actions he's taking. What's happening right now with the uh, Elon jet trend story? Let me give a shout out to a few of our, our, our good lefty friends. Matt Bender. Matt Bender said, and I'm being I'm, I'm only being half as he's actually Matt Bender. Uh, I disagree with, but I respect that he, he came on the show to to uh, espouse his views. I don't respect many of his political opinions, but I respect him for being willing to stand up and say those opinions, uh, even though we disagree. Uh, Hassan recently said he gave me an unironic like, so I can respect that much prefer if we were able to have a bigger conversation. But uh, no, let's read. Bender says this, this is what you get when you search for the top on the Elon jet. He says, remember Elon Musk's first Twitter files, the one about Twitter blocking links to the New York Post's Hunter Biden story? Elon Musk is using the same thing to block links to Elon Jet on other platforms right now. The exact same thing, except old Twitter stopped doing it the very same day. It's not the exact same thing, but I'm going to give some. uh, Let's break this one down. They should not be blocking links, period. Look, I get it, man. It's a link to a real time tracker of Elon's family. Elon doesn't want his family tracked. His family was nearly attacked. I get it. We've we've got those same threats. This is this is getting into dangerous territory, however. In this instance, I give Elon a pass. I know, I know. Here come the leftists. They're going to be like, oh, fanboying. Look, man, some dude attacked his kids that I get. And this is why I'm talking about uh, um, judges. Having someone who can judge what is or isn't appropriate is a good thing. That's why we have judges in our system of law. It is not the same thing as the Hunter Biden laptop. The Hunter Biden laptop did not reveal the safety information of anybody exposed corruption. And Twitter took it down because it was bad. for Well, it was bad for the Democrats. And Twitter took it down because the FBI warned them, oh, there's going to be hacked materials. We don't. And they made up a justification for why they did it. Very, very different. Blocking a link to the private jet of Elon Musk. I get. But here's there's more here. You see, my friends, it's not just Elon Jet. Elon Musk has basically blocked everything. So we actually, uh, you know, in this story, we can see this. This is from TimCast.com. What follows is just a partial list of accounts that were banned following the decision to rewrite Twitter's policy. Gates Jets, Bezos, Kim, uh, Kimball Musk, Elon's brother's uh, jet, Celeb Jets, Zuck Jet, yada, 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 Corporate Jets, SpaceX Jet, Putin Jet, Colson Aircraft, U.S. Air Force VIP, NASA planes, a whole bunch of real-time trackers were taken down for, and I guess they say violation against manipulation and spam. I will tell you right now, it is not so easy to just decide how this should be done. You've got people's safety at, at risk. You've also got the fact that this information, you can Google it. You can literally just Google it. They've made it easier. My opinion, still doxing. Still doxing. They say it's publicly available information. Yeah, I can go on Spokio and pull up your address. But the average person, it's not that easy to do. 
facilitating someone's private information is doxing. When when libs of TikTok got doxed by uh, uh, by Taylor Lorenz, they were like, it's publicly available information. So what? And I'm like, huh, it's doxing. Like you can look up public records, find someone's address and then share it with people. Doxing. That's what it is. Just because it's public, publicly available does not mean it's not doxing. So when they come out and they say the information is publicly available, therefore it should be allowed. No, no, no. This is the point I'm trying to make about judges. I do recognize at a certain point, we got to make sure the rules are clear. Let me try and make sure I'm cleaning up and and clarifying my position. If there's publicly available information, there's there's a public right to know exception. And that's why the rules need to be very clearly outlined. That's just what I'm saying. But I respect the idea that there is a judge. I'm not saying Elon should be that judge. I'm saying looking at a video of TMZ from TMZ showing, you know, yay or Brad Pitt. Very different from a bot that is posting your real time location. Hassan the Hun says Elon Musk bought Twitter and is personally taking down people's profiles he deems a nuisance or annoying after he claimed his commitment to free speech was absolute. He literally used the Elon Jet account now banned as proof of such a commitment. He did. Then his family got attacked and his, and his views changed. But Hassan's got a point here that I don't know if he was intending to make. Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos. Two individuals. Now, look, Elon has unbanned many people, but you can't come to me and say, I believe in these rules. I believe in these policies, but then say, yeah, but you know what, Alex Jones, I don't like. I get it. We live under the whims of billionaires. I will keep advocating for hard principles and principle based rules that one supreme authority should not have control over everything. But again, 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 I want to I want to stress In our judicial system, in our legal system, we have laws. Law says you can't do X. Judge determines whether or not it was actually X or not. So you try and get these, you get these people with like a Fauci. And he's like, we did not do gain of function research. And then Rand Paul's like, it says right here you did. And he's like, no, we just manipulated viruses to make them more potent and transmissible. It's like, that's what gain of function is. That's why you have a judge. He'll say, you can try and explain away this or play semantics. No, I don't accept that. There's got to be some human interpretation. Ian Miles Chong countering says anyone pretending to be upset about the Elon Jet account getting nuked had very little to say about the millions of people being shadow banned and suspended at a, at, at a, uh, on a whim over politics or jokes. And there it is. Fair point. Am I supposed to come back now to Hassan and Matt Bender and say, you know what? You guys are right. You know, oh, man, you guys are, 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 are right about Elon. And it, no, because when Jack Dorsey and Vigigati and everybody else and Yoel Roth were applying the rules on, on, uh, to their own whims, y'all said nothing. So I'm going to try to just be a little consistent here. OK, Elon Musk is the supreme authority of, of Twitter. He interprets the rules as he sees fit. I accept that as I did with Jack Dorsey and Vigigati. I will challenge them when I think they're wrong. I think Elon Musk is a net positive for the platform, a very, very major net positive. I completely understand why he would take something down that threatens his family. There you go. In the future, Elon, I only ask that we get clarification. And, you know, he could basically just say this. Listen, we will try to enforce the rules to a T. You can't even do that in in U.S. law. That's why we have judges who interpret. Take, for instance, disorderly conduct charges. What does that even mean? It basically means the cop can arrest you for anything or arrest you for resisting arrest, even if you're not being arrested. So there are problems there I get. There's no simple and easy way to do it. 
Here we go. We got some new ones. Brianna Wu says so much for free speech. Oh, it's gone. It updated already. But uh, here you go. They're saying, um, you know, here, here, let me let me read this one. I am finding this free speech absolutist thing extremely funny. Haha. Here's one. I will note that Elon's new policy used to ban the Elon used to ban the Elon jet account could and will literally be used to ban any on the scene reporting from citizen journalists. This is the issue with whims, right? Uh, Elon Musk clarified real time posting of someone someone else's location violates doxing policy. Yes, uh, this individual is right. I don't think Elon will ban citizen journalism. I think that when Elon appoints someone else, they will. Parag Agrawal said in the in the latest Twitter files, it was revealed that he said that the days of centralized moderation are over and we've got to figure out something else. And he's right, because Elon, even Elon struggles to handle it. But I'm sure you're better off being the king than being subject to the whims of a machine. Will Chamberlain says don't mess with Elon's family is a much easier rule to follow than don't offend Yoel Roth's political sensibilities. Fair point. Absolutely. Will says Twitter is not a free speech utopia. It has a king. The king is very tolerant, but even he has his limits. Yes, I agree. I like this king much more than the previous. However, I just want to point out I don't like living under a monarch. ALX says breaking Jack Sweetie's Twitter account. Elon Jet was suspended. And Mike Sertovich says it was a bot account stalking Elon. If the person wants to manually track flight patterns to report on newsworthy appearances, then maybe that would be acceptable. Automating spam is what makes Twitter worse. Hit the nail on the head. I got to agree. This is a a bunch of people creating bots for the sole purpose of tracking someone's real-time movements. There's nothing newsworthy about it. Cernovich is right. If Elon flew from LA to Moscow and someone posted the flight, you know what? Newsworthy information. Elon's family flying from SF to LA is not newsworthy, and it resulted in some psychopathic Antifa-looking MFR stalking his family and putting their lives at risk. I get it. So in this regard, I'm not mad at Elon for banning this account. I'm not mad at Elon for banning the other accounts. I'm not mad at Elon for all of this. I totally get it. What we see with the left is an attempt to use our good faith and, and our goodwill against us. They, they know that we believe in free speech, so they will try to manipulate at any turn free speech as a principle to get us to give them things. They want Elon dead. And I'm not saying every single leftist. I'm not saying every single Democrat. I'm, not saying any, I'm, I'm saying there are people out there who want Elon dead, who greatly benefit. Now, here, the problem is that you get these leftists being like, free speech, you got you to allow the real-time tracking of Elon's family, threaten his kids. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Look. I think my point is clear, or at least I'm trying to make sure it's as clear as possible. We, we've got to have outlined rules. And that means what I would expect from Elon right now is to say the rules are subject to interpretation of certain judges. We should then perhaps have judges, individuals at Twitter or maybe at, at uh, uh, some kind of I don't know how you do it. I really don't. What Minds.com does is that they have a jury system. If your post gets flagged, it goes to users to determine whether or not they feel it should be removed. Does this violate the rules? You might see some really awful stuff if you opt into that jury system, if you agree to be a juror. And then even after someone says it violates the rules, unless it's criminal, all that happens is a filter is placed on it. So right now, I think the way it works is like, let's say you post a picture of, um, uh, I don't know, deeply offensive imagery that's shocking to the average person, not safe for work. 
Someone will say, I think this violates the rules. Everyone will say, well, it does violate certain rules, but, you know, it's not bannable. What will happen then is it will be blurred out and there will be a filter on it as per the community's choice. This is this is community moderation. If, however, it's like child abuse, they flag it, instantly removed and put under review for law enforcement. I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. My opinion is that mine should have been having like a jury pool of like a thousand people to eliminate, you know, uh, to 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 lower the margin of error. But I think it goes to like 20 people and then they'll all vote whether or not it's a rule violation. The worst thing that happens, I think, with mines is that if you get three rule violations, they put your account in not safe for work mode. You're still allowed to speak, but your posts are blurred out by default. I think that's a great way to do it. I think that's what Elon should actually do. Now, in the instance of having his jet tracked, here's the reality. Elon Musk believes in free speech. And then someone attacked his family and he was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, that's how it happens. It's naivety. And uh, I can respect it because uh, we here at TimCast experience the same things. You know, we've learned the hard way why companies do the things that they do, why they have the policies that they do, why they have HR departments. I was talking with the Daily Wire guys, you know, about how, you know, uh, I'm like, look, TimCast is small and we're nimble. And they're like, we we're talking about making, you know, I, I, it was like a general conversation about um, taking over the culture war and all that stuff, like winning, displacing Disney because we want to do that. Daily Wire is doing it. And the, the general conversation was just like, at a certain point, every company goes from being scrappy and fun to being much, much less fun. And the reason is there are evil people out there, very evil people. Elon Musk believed in free speech until someone posted a, uh, the, the location of his kids and then his kids got attacked. And then he said, you know what? No. OK, there's limits. Well, there you go. Security versus uh, freedom. Now, for me, I believe in dangerous freedom over peaceful uh, slavery any day. Dangerous freedom is the way to do it. And there, there are challenges. I'm not an anarchist. I do think that Elon probably needs to be armed all the time. His family is going to need armed security as well. Welcome to the frame, my friend. You are sitting in the seat with the sword of Damocles dangling above your head, as you probably have been for some while. But, uh, but you've, you've jumped into the fray head first. And they're, and they're gunning for you. So he's going, to have to th- t- he's going to have to take things seriously. And that means there are limits to this idea of free speech. I'm not a free speech absolutist. I wouldn't be as, as silly to, us, to, to make such a claim, and I've never done it. I think incitement to violence is wrong. I think doxing is wrong. So doxing is a, fir- is a free speech thing. It's a First Amendment thing. Yeah, don't care. I am not here to be manipulated by the left as to what my views are. My views on free speech are you have a right to express your opinion on issues, even if they're very, very awful. But you don't have a right to give out information to put people in in harm's way. Calling someone or saying a group is a certain is is bad for whatever reason is not incitement to violence. Sorry, you're not going to win on that one. But I certainly recognize it's a gradient, not a, a, a direct line, right? The left thinks that if someone's allowed to go on a platform and keep espousing hatred towards a group, eventually people attack that group. Ain't wrong, but attacking that group is a crime. Telling people you hate something is not a crime. The police and our communities should defend those people. The view they have is that eventually even law enforcement turns on these, uh, on these, on these groups if they're targeted enough. You need more speech to counter this. And I believe de-radicalization is more likely than radicalization unless you start censoring. Tough days, tough calls, hard to know uh, what to do for sure. 
But I'll just wrap up by saying Elon Musk's rule and reign over Twitter is 100 fold better than anything we've seen. I think there are challenges to just living under the whims of a billionaire, and I will call it out. Just because I criticize Elon doesn't mean I, I'm not appreciative of his efforts. But yo, it's funny how like I made that joke where I said I used to think Neuralink was dangerous, but then Elon bought Twitter and agreed with me ideologically, and now I want to plug my brain in. I think everybody can agree with that sentiment and understand it. Elon is doing good work. Elon is not a perfect person. Do not just start defending everything he does because you think he does good. Don't let the left exploit you and trick you into, into attacking him simply because they don't like what he's doing. We just got to be real. We got to figure it out. There are a lot of people that just want to defend Elon no matter what. And I'm like, guys, we don't want to live under the whims of a billionaire. We want decentralized moderation. We want clear cut rules for everybody. For the time being, I will accept that we are in an interim period and Elon's doing a very, very good job. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. So this was it. This was Donald Trump's major announcement. I don't know if you saw, but the other day Donald Trump said the world needs superheroes. And so I've got a major announcement coming and it's a picture of him ripping his shirt open. And a lot of people thought that it was going to be like a VP announcement. Some people speculated that it was going to be support for an RNC chair, perhaps Harmeet Dillon. Some thought that it was going to be Trump announcing he would be running for Speaker of the House and would request that the Republicans coming in vote for him. Nope. Trump selling NFTs, ladies and gentlemen, and he's getting roasted. Look, man, some people just love Trump no matter what he does. But I just got to come out and say it. All right. Donald Trump in 2016 is up on stage roasting the establishment, literally roasting them. It's well, figuratively, but I mean, comically roasting them. You get the point. It was awesome. When uh, he was up there and uh, Megyn Kelly said that he's called women fat pigs or whatever. And he's like, only Rosie O'Donnell. And everyone's like, oh, because he was basically giving a middle finger to the machine. He became president. He got jammed up quite a bit. All right. I get it. It sucked. 2020 comes around. What does he got to show for it? Getting our troops out of the Middle East. Amazing economic numbers pre-pandemic. School choice. Uh, He was working on uh, illegal immigration, things like that. But uh, the Abraham Accords were really significant, in my opinion, and trying to bring peace to the North, uh, to the Korean Peninsula, to North Korea, I thought was great. And so I said, you know what? Okay, fine. He's proven it to me. I'm going to vote for him. At this point, with what Donald Trump is doing, You know, I thought his speech was good. His announcement speech. A lot of people are saying it was low energy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look, I'm not like these these Trump supporters. They love Trump coming out and being like the corrupt machine in this country must be destroyed. Body slam. And I'm like, well, you know, I want to see someone go up there, talk about real issues. And uh, Trump was doing that. So I liked it. But Trump's older base wanted that fire. Well, now they're ragging on him. Let me play for you the video. I got to be honest, okay? First and foremost, the video from Trump is actually very, very funny. Trump is a very funny guy. He did a great job with this video. It's just like not a serious thing for a president. Here you go. Here's the video. Laser eyes. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible (laughs) arts. 
Trump in an astronaut suit. Work pertaining to my life and my career, it's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards, just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Okay, I just got to pause. He said he's the, a better president than Lincoln in Washington, and you can win dinner with him, but he's not sure if that's actually a good prize. I, I got to hand it to him. Trump's a funny guy. That's a good one. Golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community. And I think it's something you're going to like and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone, and they will be gone. This is my first official Trump trading card NFT collection, and you get a chance to meet me. Go to collecttrumpcards.com right now, and remember, Christmas is coming, and this makes a great Christmas gift. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Laser eyes. So uh, the Hodge twin said, Trump's big announcement, feel like I woke up at 3 a.m. and infomercials were on TV. Yeah, hands down. This video from Trump looks like an infomercial, and it says a lot about who he's targeting. He's targeting older people who used to watch infomercials. Here's the issue. I don't think they know what an NFT is, nor do they know how to buy it or maintain or whatever or transfer it, trade it. I don't know what Trump's thinking other than this dude is the king of all trolls. The video had a bunch of funny jokes in it. Better than Lincoln, better than Washington. You can win dinner with me. I'm not sure if it's actually a good prize. Like, come on. Trump's very self-aware about what he's doing. The problem is people need a hero. And Trump came out and said, people need a hero. So I'm going to sell NFTs. He made a funny video I can respect, but I can't respect the strategy. Tons of Trump's most ardent supporters, tons of high profile personalities are calling him out saying like, this is not what we needed. Let me see if I, I think I have this one. Ron Coleman said, did I miss the big reveal? Very busy this morning. And someone tweeted, I have no insider information about this, just a gut instinct. But my suspicion on the big Trump announcement tomorrow is going to be an RNC chair endorsement. My hope is that it's the biggest F you to the professional Republican Party. Hashtag Mike Lindell. Yes, that would have been something. If Trump came out and actually just said, I endorse uh, Mike Lindell for Speaker of the House. We'd be like, oh, that's what's going on. Instead, Trump is like, I've got NFTs for $99. I'm not sure that they're all that good, but buy them anyway. It's okay. Here's the website. Sweepstakes bonus. Here we go. Uh, What is this? Win Miami dinner with Donald Trump. Mar-a-Lago group cocktail hour. I got to say, to be completely honest, uh, dinner with Trump sounds really nice. I actually think that's a really, really fantastic prize. I'd love to sit down with the man and talk to him about all of this stuff that went down. Mar-a-Lago group cocktail hour. Yo, that sounds legit. These prizes actually look pretty cool. I mean, I don't care if Trump is there for cocktail hour. Hanging out at Mar-a-Lago with your friends, having a drink sounds like a good time. Even if you're on the left, like imagine you're like Hassan Piker gets invited to have cocktails at Mar-a-Lago. Yo, yo, he'd, ha- he'd have to go, right? 
One-on-one -on -one meeting with 45. That's all right. I know a lot of people would really love that. A Zoom call, hand-signed memorabilia. That's cool. Golden edition signed e-trading cards. That I just don't care about. Play golf with Trump and your friends. That sounds pretty fun, too. I got to be honest. I actually think the prizes are, there's thousands of them. The prizes actually are much better than anything else. But like, I don't, I don't know if I care to buy Trump, whatever this is. <laughs> Step one, you need an email address, purchase your cards. Oh, look at all these amazing ones. Here's a wide stanced Trump giving thumbs up. Here's Trump world, like a Hollywood sign. Oh, here's one. He's wearing ar uh, armor. And he's got a, what looks like some kind of 12 gauge. I don't know. Uh, here's super ripped superhero Trump. Okay. This is your first and only chance to acquire the exclusive limited edition. All right. All right. All right. George Alexopoulos tweeted, bro, my sides, I'm crying. I can't breathe. And he posted a gif of someone's sides leaving their body and going into outer space and then drifting off into orbit. My sides have achieved orbit. Yep. He says, is this real? This can't be real. I'm so mad at myself that I didn't think of this joke first. This is insane. Look at this. NFTs, too. The funny thing about NFTs is that they've fallen off. Hodge Twins said, whoever told Trump to do this should be fired. Well, maybe, but it depends on what Trump's goal is. He announced he's running for office, but I have to, I have to argue at this point, I think Trump's retired. Trump is trying to extract as much revenue as he can before he walks away and says, I'm not going to be the oldest president. I think Trump is a smart guy. I think he understands, I don't want to say 4D chess or anything like that, but I think Donald Trump understands how the media views him and how to manipulate. So one thing we've talked about with Ron DeSantis uh, uh, probably going to be running and DeSantis is now the favorite for the GOP nominee, nominee according to Predict It. I said, perhaps as a chance that Donald Trump is tanking on purpose, but still there to be the villain so that the media is forced to defend Ron DeSantis, or at least a little bit. Now, it seems maybe a little bit too conspiratorial, as if Donald Trump behind the scenes had some secret plan to prop up Ron DeSantis. But there's also the not so secret plan where Trump actually endorsed the guy and helped him win in the first place. Trump, I can't imagine, wants to be president forever. You know, he's, he's, he's what is he, 78 or whatever? How old is he going to be when he finally, if he does get elected in 24, he will be the oldest president ever elected, older than Biden was when Biden got elected. So I got to imagine he's probably just like, you know, you know, even Ivanka said she's not going to be involved. This move reeks of I am not a serious person. But if Trump was trying to purposefully bow down to prop up DeSantis, this is exactly what you do, isn't it? Look, if he came out and said, DeSantis is awful, I hate him, it could hurt DeSantis. But if Trump comes out with silly things, people will like it, some will. Some will bite, he'll make money. Conservative commenters and more serious politicos won't take him seriously. I think this is the safest way for Trump to bow out. Now, look, I don't know. I'm not saying Trump's bowing out. I'm saying this move is going to hurt Trump. It's going to shift many people from his base to someone else. Robbie Starbucks says, hard truth time. This is not good. We are facing a threat to civilization from far left Marxist extremists. Teasing NFT cards as a major announcement is not the kind of fight people want to see now. These are dark times. Love the guy, but this turns many off. Agree or disagree? Well, he gave a poll. Are you turned off by the NFT trading cards major announcement? I said yes. 85% said yes with 3,247 votes. It is what it is. Predict it asks, 
who will the 2024 Republican presidential, uh, who will win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination? Ron DeSantis, he's got 45 cents to Trump's 27 cents. It's been dropping precipitously for Donald Trump for some time. Let's do a 90 day. And uh, we got DeSantis and Trump. And man, Trump has been on the decline substantially. I can only imagine with the NFT thing, it's probably going to get worse. But some people are saying, no way, man, Trump's the buy right now. Maybe that's right. Maybe what Predicted is really showing is that if you were to buy shares in Donald Trump right now, it's like, a I, I, I don't know if it's betting or not. It's shares and prediction markets. If you were to buy Donald Trump at 27 cents, yeah, I got to be honest, he's going to go up. There's no circumstance, in my opinion. Well, OK, I, I should I'm not trying to make any hard predictions because who knows? Trump could come out tomorrow and be like, I put my pants and then nobody wants to vote for him. But I think in all likelihood, Donald Trump will come out with press in this next year that will bump him up substantially. So if you were to buy Donald Trump for 27 cents a share right now, you're probably going to make money in the prediction market. Now, I do think Ron DeSantis is actually, at this point, the favorite. I agree with the prediction markets, but I'm not going to count out Trump just yet. I like how Glenn Youngkin's in there, and so is Mike Pence. That's just silly. But here's how it works. I don't believe that Pence has a 4% chance of getting the nomination. I do think that many people have bought shares in Mike Pence, assuming that he will come out and make an announcement, his shares will increase by a cent or two, and then they will sell and make a profit. Glenn Youngkin, Haley, Hogan, Pompeo, etc. They all may be the exact same. But I, I, my, my opinion is, and, and don't take advice from me, I'm just saying in my view, if it were me, I would assume that Donald Trump's share price will go up probably to 45 or more, potentially even doubling your investment. But who knows? I'm not going to pretend to be psychic or anything like that. I'm just going to point out this tweet from Brian Jacobson. He responded to me. He said, choose your fighter Republicans. On the left, we have Ron DeSantis, who says, Today, I signed legislation that will cut tolls in half for an estimated 1.2 million Florida commuters. This will save commuters $500 million during 2023. Individual commuters can save up to $1,500, depending on the amount of tolls incurred. And then you have in the right corner, Donald Trump. Major announcement. My official Donald Trump digital trading card collection is here. These limited edition cards featured amazing art of my life and career. Collect all your favorite Trump digital trading cards, very much like a baseball card, but hopefully much more exciting. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and get your cards now. Only $99 each would make a great Christmas gift. Don't wait. They will be gone, I believe, very quickly. This is Donald Trump, man. That's, that's who he is. I'd like to give a special shout out to the prediction market for who will be the Speaker of the House of Representatives in the next Congress. And Donald Trump is actually on the list. <laughs> I would absolutely love it if Trump became Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy, 74 cent yes price. Now, here's the interesting thing. My friends, McCarthy, I, I got to say, is a given. So if you want a free 25% bump on your investment, I'd have to imagine the right bet would be on Kevin McCarthy. I don't know. This is funny. You buy a, a, a 74 cent share in McCarthy. And then come what, January 3rd, you'll make 25 bucks for every 100 bucks you put in. Okay, so put in 100 grand, you get a free 25 grand. I don't actually know how it works, if anyone's got that kind of money. But it looks free. As if Kevin McCarthy would not be the speaker. That, to me, would be insane. Steve Scalise? Come on. McCarthy won, what was it, like six to one. 
Now, I know there are people who don't like McCarthy, but come on, we know how it's going to play out in the end. In the end, they're going to nominate McCarthy. McCarthy's throwing red meat to the Republicans saying we're going to do investigations and dig into the intelligence agencies to try and rile up the MAGA Trump people. He's going to win. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about all of it. I hope Trump turns around and comes out and starts just ripping the establishment to shreds. I just don't see it, guys. I don't. You know, look, Trump managed to pull it off for a large group of Americans in 2016 because Hillary Clinton was just so awful. But Ron DeSantis hits it out of the ballpark in terms of his success in Florida. That doesn't mean he has the same chops for the for the entirety of a nation. But given the options, I like I like a Ron DeSantis presidency. We will see. I don't know. He may not be perfect. And I got a fear, you know, you get some guy and he's coming out and doing all these great things. You vote for him. And then what do you get? You get some, you know, neocon establishment garbage. The only thing I can really say is a lot of people keep saying, like, it's too good to be true. And I'm like, oh, no, Ron DeSantis is doing everything we want him to quick run. Nah, the only thing I can say is what we can see right now is Donald Trump is doing stupid things. I don't care about trading cards, bro. NFTs tanked. They're gone. They're not worth anything anymore. And then you got Ron DeSantis, who's actually doing really well. He's implementing policies we like. Okay, I mean, cutting tolls, that's fantastic. Not to mention, you've got the uh, uh, the parental rights and education bill stuff. DeSantis has done a very good job blocking ESG banking in his state. West Virginia did it first, but shout out to Ron DeSantis, too. So if DeSantis does end up running, I'm leaning towards DeSantis, especially now after the NFT thing. Look, Donald Trump kept Fauci on. Donald Trump kept Kushner around. Donald Trump did a lot of good things, but he messed a lot of things up. He brought in John Bolton, of all people. And that's why I'm like, you see, when he, when he, when he gets in, I'm like, ah, I'm not interested. But 2020 was a little different. He was cleaning things up. He was firing people. Things were changing. He should have fired Fauci. All right, he didn't. But Ron DeSantis doesn't have that issue. A little bit. Ron DeSantis, I saw this tweet from Laura Loomer. DeSantis signed a bill giving protections to big pharma over potential vaccine injuries. But now he's saying he's convening a grand jury to go through it. You know what I see there is a mistake was made. A mistake was corrected. That's fine. And I will say the exact same thing for Trump when it comes to people like Bolton. That's why in 2020, I said, I'm gonna vote for the guy. Yeah, he started getting rid of these people. He didn't do a perfect job. But I said, oh, you know what? Like, I like where things are going. Now he's doing the NFT thing. And I'm just like, oh, spare me, brother. This is not what we need right now. You know, what we need right now is strong leadership with a proven track record, someone younger. I feel like Trump has to know that. But how would someone like Trump, who does know that, pass the torch to another person? He's not that kind of guy. He rallies a lot of people. He's got to get the people who support him to get behind DeSantis. I think there's one simple way to do it. For Donald Trump to come out and just say, Ron DeSantis is the guy. However, I think if Trump were to come out right now and do that, he'd also burn a lot of support. So it's a delicate balance. Trump can hinder himself in such a way that eventually DeSantis just looks more appealing. What Trump did with the NFTs, whether intentional or not, is doing that. Then once DeSantis takes the lead, Trump can come out and say, we fought a good fight for our country, but we have great people like Governor DeSantis with a proven track record. So that's why I will be endorsing him for president of these United States. Doesn't seem like something Trump would do. So I don't know. I don't want to be conspiratorial and assume that Donald Trump has a master plan. Everybody thinks he's playing 4D chess. 
But uh, Dave Rubin said, this is the long, this is is chess by mail. Like, how long is he playing this game for? Well, I mean, to be honest, Dave, like, you know, in the political world, the game never ends. But I get your point. Like, at what point is the finishing move where he's going to like, he's going to hit it out of the park. Here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the best person win. If Trump goes in the primaries and wins, he deserves it. I think a a major beneficial moment uh, for this country would be if Donald Trump narrowly doesn't win and Ron DeSantis uh, DeSantis's rising star takes over, then Trump backs DeSantis and says, this is the guy. And then DeSantis wins in a landslide. But I don't know. You know, I can't predict the future, so I got no idea. For all we know, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump go play golf together, shake hands, come out, and then DeSantis becomes his running mate or something like that. I don't think that'll, that'll happen either. I think that's less likely, but it's also possible. For all we know, you know, Nikki Haley joins with Trump or something. There's a whole lot that's going to happen before we can say anything. So for the time being, we must only ask ourselves, what is this NFT trading card thing? I feel like Donald Trump's a smart enough guy to where he could come out and just say something, say something big. He could come out and just outright be like, here's what we're going to do. Here's who we're going after. And it would bump him up in the polls tenfold. If Trump came out, started roasting the establishment once again, talking about sound policies, he'd skyrocket. Instead, he does this. It's funny. Better president than Lincoln in Washington. You can win dinner with me. I don't know if it's actually that good of a prize. Amazing. You're the best president ever, but people may not want to have dinner with you. Ron DeSantis has some policies behind him. That's what is Donald Trump. I know a lot of people who, uh, who like Trump won't give up on him. Carl Benjamin made a video saying it has to be Trump, talking about how Trump has to finish his narrative arc. Yeah, but what if Trump's narrative arc is passing the torch down to DeSantis and DeSantis winning? I don't know, man, I, 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 can't, I can't even begin to speculate. It, it may just be that Donald Trump's a loose cannon, and he's always been. And for a while, we needed a loose cannon, but now we need some strong leadership. So I suppose we'll only be able to just sit back, wait and see how things play out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.